Sonder, the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own, populated with their own ambitions, friends, routines, worries, and inherited craziness. An epic story that continues invisibly around you like an anthill sprawled deep underground with elaborate passageways to thousands of other lives that you'll never know existed in which you might appear only once as an extra sipping coffee in the background, as a blur of traffic passing on the highway, as a lighted window at dusk. This is the Sonder Podcast by Tolu Omoba, where we want to hear your story and opinion. Please listen and enjoy. Welcome to the Sonder Podcast with Tolu Omoba. Of course, I'm here with Osa, the healer, or a.k.a. Osa Meiji. I'm here with Akin, Cousin Ak. The original arc. I'm here with Sierra Lene, aka Sierra Therat. All right. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Sierra Therat. I'm from Hughesville, Maryland. Um, I grew up in Hughesville, but I moved out to DC. I would say I'm a country girl at heart, but uh, DC with a DC mindset. Um, I have a four year old little girl, and you know, I absolutely love God, and I'm just working on myself every single day. So are we all. <laughs> um, uh, Osa Meiji, since your name is Meiji, I'm going to let you go second. All right. Um, peace and blessings, everybody. Yeah, my name is Osar. And I uh, grew up in Silver Spring, by way of Nigeria. I'm glad to be here. Cool, cool. And then, Akin, your last but not least. Um, welcome, everyone. Um, I, as you heard, I, I'm Akin. Um, I do also accept Ak, long story. So, um, And I'm originally from D.C., uh, born and raised. And I'm just, uh, and as you know, we usually, those are from D.C. usually uh, refer to as the district. You know, it's a couple other names as well you know, District of Columbia, and I'm just here to uh, partake, just open up the learning box and see what happens. Cool. I appreciate, appreciate that. that. So today I'm gonna, we're going to talk about the coronavirus first and then move on. Um, I just, again, um, again since, we're since we're being chivalrous, being chivalrous I'm going to start with Ms. Sierra. Well, um, I am definitely surprised at the way that everything uh, turned out. I definitely didn't see it coming. But now that it is what it is, um, I just really think that people should continue to just um, follow the advice that the government is giving us as far as just um, taking care of our health, um, sanitizing, social distancing, all of that. I know that it's definitely important to do that. And um, I think that just as far as like the church aspect. Um, I know I spoke about it before, but I just really think that I'm proud of the fact that the church is still doing, you know, online videos and helping in that aspect. But I really think that um, for those that maybe need assistance and things, 
Um, I do think that people should, or the church should, um, somewhat open up their doors to assist in any type of way. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. So, Osa, you up, bro. Um, your, your thoughts on me again, you work for Noah, so you have a different perspective than everybody else. Um, perhaps, I, I hope not. I mean, at this point, <laughs> you know, and then this is, this was 24 hours later from last night. People should be taking it seriously. Um, not, not just as an outbreak, not just as a, a plague or epidemic or pandemic or whatever it's called. Um, the other implications that are around it, you know, the other implications that are around it, uh, the, the financial implications of what's happening, the economic implications of what's happening right now, the historical precedence that this event, uh, all of these things are, are, are make this serious. It's all right, cool. I mean, it's, it's the flu, you know, and, and all right, you can minimize it to that level, but a lot of people are going to get sick and um, uh, it's, a lot of people's lives are going to be affected. As a matter of fact, I, I think it's safe to say every life is probably not now, definitely within the next couple of months, because this is just starting. And I think that's why it's important to take it serious. And again, with my job where I work, um, you know, I've had I've had the the only advantage I have. I don't really have any more expertise than anybody. The only advantage I have is that I knew this probably a little bit earlier. I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. But even by the you know, even by the time that we found out, um, Again, with my job, we we probably started watching this maybe late November or December, probably. And the you know the the only thing I know is that this is coming, and leadership, um, the leadership of this country, i.e., our government, does not have much for us right now. I think everyone's seen that, especially in the news. And right. so, um, not only should we follow the little haphazard advice that they've given us, but also take it further. Now's the time to really take it further about. Um, your health, about what this virus is, about what it means, um, and, and, and and how to protect yourself. Um, you know, in addition to um, hand sanitizer and and, and, and basic sanitation, I, we, you know, I encourage everybody to just take it further. What are the things, I, you know, again, I'm not no scientist, nothing, but what are the things that we can do for our immune system? If we do catch it, are there some ways that we can... Um, ease the effects of it or, or, or even get rid of it. I'm pretty sure I'm not the smartest dude, but I'm pretty sure there's ways that we could probably get rid of this. We're unfortunate to catch it. But again, all that, you know, requires some research. So since we have the time, let's take it through and go a little bit beyond. Cool. Cool. I can, do you have anything? Um, For me, this is tricky because I've tracked this now going on maybe about four months, roughly. Uh, since around the beginning of winter time, where I was aware that this was something that was, uh, this was something that was going that could potentially be significant, and it was all the much reasons for people and authorities maybe to not be so honest and upfront with their people, particularly starting with China and then obviously spreading to other nations. So I continue to track it over that that period of time, you know, just out of just making the connection between the virus um, and how it could how it could affect other parts of, of of other sectors of life. And so anybody that kind of knows me knows that I'm willing to kind of float out there and 
I've been, I've been, sometimes you got to bring me back. Doesn't mean I'm not hitting on a point. Doesn't mean I'm not trying to get somewhere, but sometimes I, I look at things, I try to look at things. Could be a 10 year interval, 20, 30, 40, 50, you name it. Uh, and I'm not always right. Um, but I know I try to make these connections is it's, 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 it's more or less an outlook thing. So we get into maybe about January, February, and then I'm like, okay, this is something. And I, I have a tendency to, well, if I do get into news, I look at it from a global perspective. So, you know, any day you can find me looking at what's going on in uh, any, almost any nation, because the way I realize markets work today uh, in, in with the with technology, which is our blessing and our curse, everything is interconnected. So I knew if this thing was happening after radio was happening in other nations, there has to be an issue here. And I had a, a, a talk with a family member that traveled to uh, California, I believe sometime late January or something, early February, somewhere in that period, he was there a while. And I was like, hey, you know, I was like, hey, bro, you know, watch out for, I think this thing is serious. And I remember he was like, yeah, you know, I don't know too much. A lot of people coughing around here, around here. I, and, I take that, but I'm just like, just like, just step up your level of, uh, uh, of precaution. You know what I mean? And then obviously several weeks later, uh, uh, our, our, um, all seeing, all knowing government, um, tell there's, there's something wrong. I get the gist of what you're saying. Sierra brought up a good point yesterday. Um, I think no Sierra, you and, um, also made a, brought up a good point yesterday about community involvement like and, and, and preparedness like like we this is a good wake up wake up call to everybody to be more prepared to you know to think about preparedness more secondly mm-hmm. i think uh sierra brought up a good point about you know the church uh, we all have had experience with the church and um one of my criticisms have been so when things do happen what do you do how do you help the people Mm-hmm. And that could be a whole nother podcast, but I just want to touch on it briefly that I, I really do think that churches should offer more aid, offer more information and just, you know, counseling and comforting during this time and and try hard to, even though the doors might be shut, to keep the community strong and keep the community together. But that's my criticism. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to bash the church. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the, the other thing that we talked about yesterday was that this is a wake up call to everybody to stay healthy, you know, eat well exercise well, you know, um, keep your mind and your body healthy. And, um, and, and we talked about preparedness. So I'm gonna leave it there. And um, I'm going to move on yesterday. I mean, was it yesterday? Yesterday, we talked about two relationship based conversations, uh, one on cheating and one on, um, taking responsibility for our actions to help change the animosity in the air between men and women. So those are the two things I want to talk about today. So I'm going to start like I did yesterday with um, infidelity. When people cheat, A, is it a symptom of something else greater than just the act of cheating in a relationship? And, and B, if someone cheats in a relationship, what, like, should you forgive them? And if you do forgive them, how how do you go about forgiving them? Is it driven more by the person who cheated to kind of force the issue or is it something that the person who got cheated on to take more responsibility on to uh, forgive that person? I'm going to start with Sierra. 
your you you made some good points yesterday. So your your whole thoughts about your experience with cheating and forgiveness and your 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 opinion about the subject. Yeah. So I really believe that when it comes to infidelity and in a relationship, um, both people need to check themselves. It's not just about the person that, you know, cheated and, oh, he's wrong or, oh, she's wrong. You know, that person is definitely wrong for what they're doing, but you should also be willing to check yourself. Um, I think that, you know, sometimes we unknowingly push people to cheat and I'm not giving nobody any excuses, you know, to step outside of their marriage because we're talking about specifically marriages. Um, I'm not giving anybody any excuse to do that, but sometimes it's really necessary to look at yourself and say, okay, was I doing everything that I was supposed to do as a husband or a wife to please my spouse? You know, I really think that it's necessary to sit down and have that conversation. And I know I've done it, and a lot of people, they'll say, oh, Sierra, you're just being insecure or you know, oh, no, girl, he was wrong, you know, stuff like that. But it's, um, it's really important in any type of relationship. Like, let's say you just have a friend and um, your friend decides that they don't want to be friends with you anymore. Well, there's probably a reason to why your friend doesn't want to be friends with you anymore. So sometimes you got to just look at yourself and see, you know, what is causing you or what's causing people to want to run away from you or not deal with you anymore, you know? Um, so I just really think that from that aspect, you definitely, it's not so much as just the cheaters um, fault. Sometimes it can be, like you said, the cheaties um, fault as well. Um, I went through infidelity in my marriage and um, I, came to the realization that I really needed to still check myself because I was very, um, I got to a point where I was almost controlling. Um, I was, and it came from, you know, past relationships. And that's why I say that it's very important to be willing to forgive and let go of past hurts because otherwise you'll bring all of that baggage into your next relationship. And so when I got into the relationship with him, um, I thought it was okay, but I started to realize that, you know, I was still bringing in some of that like aggressive behavior because when I had my first boyfriend or my first relationship, um, I was very submissive. I was willing to do anything and everything to make sure that, you know, he was taken care of and he still cheated on me. And so I said, you know what? I'm never, ever, ever going to be that woman ever again. So I started to, you know, allow that hurt to make me be more aggressive and, you know, um, more, you know, loud and things like that, just to show that person that I'm not playing around. But as you get older, you start to realize that that stuff you did when you was a kid or, or, you know, when you were younger, you can't do that anymore. Um, And I'm sorry, I know I'm rambling. But long story short, I just know that it's very important for both sides of the um, infidelity situation to check themselves. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I don't believe that 
also made up a good point. If someone just if if the girl is doing something or the guy is doing everything right, there's no there's no nothing that pushed them to cheat, and they, and they and they do cheat anyway, then they're just wrong. Um, but there could be things in a relationship that could be be going wrong that need to be addressed in the relationship that has nothing to do with the cheating. Um, those things get overlooked, and um, okay. I understand how past situations with infidelity could uh, show itself in current relationships. Mm -hmm. And my only thing, not my only thing, I guess I have to be devil advocate because I don't, because the conversation is only good when you have two sides, right? Mm -hmm. I see some situations where I see, especially attractive young women just make bad choices in guys and mm -hmm. I it I don't know if it's a I like this type of guy or I'm young I don't understand that this type of guy's like this or you know I I don't I don't know what it is but then they uh, get um hurt in relationships but then now every other guy after that is a bad guy is is a, is is a bad person but those the new guys have not 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 much in common with the with the old guy but that that hurt still lingers and that kind of carries, you know, throughout. The, to me, there's only there's only a handful of bad people that make a bad name for everybody. This is girls, guys, um, black people, white people, Spanish. Every group of people, they have a small number of, of people who do bad that mess up the name of everybody else. With regard with, with cheating, I've seen people get through it. I've seen. Oh, in my community, in my culture, you know, Nigerian Americans or Nigerian or whatever, I've seen cheating in, in the older generation and how the family still stay together, the wife or the husband still stayed in their, in their relationship. The pressure was to, you know, stay together, raise the kids, get through it, and kind of keep it under wraps, sweep it under wraps, but for the greater good. And so, I, and so I, I've seen people get past it, but I feel like in, in the American society, that's like the once you do that, it's over. There's no reconciliation, there's no forgiveness. It's just bitterness and and um, toxicity from both sides, from the men and the women. And to be fair, to be completely fair, when a woman cheats, I think men handle it worse than when a guy cheats. I'll be on. Thank you. I'll be. Really well, do. but but I will also say that women, in my opinion, that I've seen, just to, to defend the men, women cheat often more often than people think, but it's not as, uh, men don't find out as much. And, Cause I've seen, um, I've seen things in my, my semi young life that, you know, a woman could really, a woman could really cheat and the guy could, could never know. And if he's a guy who, who's not really confrontational, sometimes they, they, block. they block their mind so that they can't even, uh, make themselves aware that this is going on. So, but I do recognize that. But when the guy actually finds out that a woman actually cheats on them, he he takes it very very bad. And some mm -hmm. women find out that their guy cheated, and they kind of just charge it to the game. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, I could. I don't know if you have anything um, to add to this conversation. And let me understand, let me understand the question again. This is if, if you could uh, throw it out there for me. So it, it kind of transformed from a question to a conversation about cheating, forgiveness, and infidelity, and how you how you perceive it, how you handle it, and you know, can you come back from it? So, if you have any thoughts on that um, topic, you can share. Oh, uh, honestly, 
I feel like, okay, one thing I've, uh, that's crossed my mind as of recently is um, what, what, was, what was the foundation, what was the foundation, whatever the foundation of which the relationship was built on, you know, uh, that will be, you know, when, 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 when things aren't going in the direction that, that, that you want, that you, uh, you, uh, that as, as partners, as, uh, as a team, you want them to go, it's going to fall back on that, that foundation. So I, I'm, I guess I'm coming from the standpoint is that whatever foundation, foundation, building blocks, whatever you guys decided is going to be the core of your relationship, uh, is going to be the, um, that's going to be the, the, the crux or the, the, the thing which is going to either make or break you. And one thing I realized core, uh, I myself never, I, I'm not married, never been married, uh, but I've been in a long-term relationship. And um, one thing I recognize, one of the core, it's, 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 it, it would be like, it would be like uh, one of the, one of the amendments in the, a constitution or something like that. I feel like maybe, I feel like maybe it could be the possible nucleus between two people uh, is friendship. Uh, I know it's not discussed too often, but I noticed that two people that end up having, um, I notice in terms of success rate or two, uh, especially in, in, let's just say in marriages, right? That's supposed to be the highest level of uh, relationship. I generally see that there's some level, there's some form of, I like you, you like me. Cause I've, I've always been a, uh, a proponent or a student of before you can love someone, you got to first at least like, like them, you know? So I've noticed that at least that these two people are friends or there's a friendship, uh, uh, that they can always lean on, especially when times get tough. Uh, versus the other one, I'm like, okay, when things get out of hand, at the end of the day, if it all goes to hell and you two decide to part ways, can you at least, can you two people still be friends? And I've seen what that looks like as well. And it's not pretty, of course. So I won't take up too much time, but I, I would just say in, in, in summing up, just what is your nucleus? What are you two going to stand on? What's your rock no matter what? You know, and for me, I think more and more, I, I, uh, I respect friendship. So building that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And I appreciate that. And I, I want to be, I, I like to keep it honest. So cheating. Why guys take it more seriously than girls? Because guys feel like they have to work harder to get sex, right? They have to work hard, bring something you know, to the table, be better than all the other guys and all that stuff, you know, and they have to work for it. Women don't have to work for sex per se, because they can pretty much get it whenever they want. So when a guy, so when a guy and a girl get into a relationship, you know, that guy has to have something of value to be in their relationship. And this is not everybody. This is just me speaking generally. So if I'm wrong, I accept that I'm wrong, but just, this is just one perspective. That's not all the way drawn out. So when a guy's in a relationship with a girl, you know, in, in, in normal relationships, I guess, he, he feels like, okay, I earned my right to be here. I've earned my right for this woman. 
you know, it's not easy to get, especially if the woman's, uh, if he's attracted to her, you know, it's not easy to, to and, and there's insecurity in staying in that relationship. Like she might change her mind. What I bring to the table might not be good enough for her or whatever. But I mean, I'm working hard to, 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 to get this, this prize, which is this woman. And then when a woman cheats on it to some, with some guys, like this dude is not even doing half the stuff I do. And he's getting the cookies that I'm working hard for. But again, you know, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not defending why guys behave the way they do and why they um, take things differently than women. But I'm, I'm explaining to why, you know, some guys get hurt. Like, cause they're like, Oh, I, I earned this. This is mine. I mean, I got, I'm, I'm, you know, if I wasn't, this this and this that she won't even be with me and this this bum dude that ain't that come in every now and then just come and she sleeps with my woman you know and i'm the one you know doing all the work it's 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 hurtful to some guys i'm not trying to sound like a soft guy or whatever but that's how it feels especially if you have something special if you have a special girl if you got a girl you don't care about you don't care but if you have a special girl it's like man that's painful you know what i mean but that does not excuse a guy from treating expecting a girl to just be cool with it i mean again it's nuanced and i don't and there's not a lot of guys here to defend their perspective but i mean i'm not defending i'm not defending um the position i'm just explaining why guys take it the way they do just for the for the sake of women so they can understand why they do dudes get so hurt when their woman cheats on them you know because you know you know women are hard to get per se you know and when some guy comes in and gets the prize, dudes get hurt. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to harp on that. That um, this conversation too long. Do you have anything to add to um? Um, I agree with you to a certain extent. I think that, and this is probably my biased opinion, but I really just think men aren't as forgiving as women are. Um, I think that, like you said, okay, when a man works hard and he puts all his effort and energy, all his eggs in one basket, um, and for her to just, you know, cheat on him and decide to give it to somebody else, I understand that that might be painful, but we women feel the same exact way, especially because we understand that a lot of these um, guys that we're dealing with we're pretty much raising you up, like honestly. And I'm not talking about you guys, of course, but <laughs> no, of course we we don't okay. we don't ever take it that way. So please but, speak, um, speak your mind. I just feel like we put investments or we invest a lot in you guys. You know, we're very patient. And, you know, we try to submit and we try to trust and we try to do a lot of stuff. And then for you guys to be willing to just throw our investments away and give it to somebody else, like to us, that's very much painful. But the only thing is we're a little bit more forgiving because we're nurturing at heart, you know, so we can't always help that. You know, if you hurt us, we're, you know, more willing to try and make it work because we understand that at the end of the day, you're our man. And this is what we've decided to deal with, you know, for as long as we possibly can. So I I just really think that, you know, for men and women, it's a painful thing. But I think that men just don't handle pain well whatsoever. That's why we're created to give birth <laughs> and men are not. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I agree. I agree that you that that I don't agree with you 100 percent, but I agree with that. You, your your credits give birth and your yeah. pain tolerance is pretty high. Uh, but I do not agree completely that men are not forgiving. I think it's a, the type of man you deal with because I I'm, I know relationships where not cheating, but arguments, uh, you know. Things is, things are done in a relationship that, that that aren't cheating. Like, or even when like I know guys who are who get who their women mm-hmm. hit them right or have hit them, and and they're always not always. There's an expectation where you're a man, you should handle it. You you should be the you should be the you should take control right. of the situation. You're the bigger person. I, I, um, I know guys who are belittled right. constantly, and and they are always forgiving in those situations. Not always. But uh, a gr- a large percentage of the time, they they forgive. I mean, it's funny. I like having these conversations because then because men and women usually say the same things. So I'm like, why do people see things from seeing the same thing from different perspectives so differently? Because um, I agree with you. There, are, I've seen guys who just can't take pain and, and don't forgive. But I've seen guys who forgive over and over and over again. And so you know. I think, and this is the most honest statement I'm going to say, I think it's the choice most of person you, you choose to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships. In most relationships, there's, there's a person who tries harder and, and, there's, a and there's a person who that doesn't try as hard. There's a person who's more forgiving. It's not, there's a person who's not. And it's not always the guy. Mm-hmm. It's not always the girl. Sierra made the point that um, men are not as forgiving as women in certain situations. And I agree, in, in certain situations, men are not as forgiving as women. But I also agree, I've seen relationships where women do things to men constantly, and they're just expected to take it and forgive it. Like, you're a man. You know, you handle it. You know, don't, don't you know, you, you know, I mean, dudes, you know, get disrespected, get hit physically, you know, get their um, um, pride crushed. I mean, a lot of different things. And they're just like, oh, you got to take it. You know, you, you know, so... I, I want to talk about that, like, this idea of, because I hear it all the time, I, this idea of men don't take things as well as women. That's one thing I hear all the time. Another thing that I hear, and I'm not saying this true, and Sierra, I'm not talking about you at all, so please don't get offended. I hear that when, when, I hear it all the time from dudes, like, women don't say sorry. <laughs> you know, the, these are two things that I hear all the time. And I'm like, so let's let's unpack that real quick. Do men take things worse than women do they not forgive and do women never apologize for the things that they do i mean is this real i mean what's the, what's the what's the act what's the reality here and um anybody anybody can chime in this is a conversation There's no well structure. i apologize and sometimes i apologize a little bit too much so i really think that it okay. has a lot to do with like you said the type of person you're dealing with um i know like i said before a lot of women have been through a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. You know, they have a lot of unforgiveness within themselves. And so what they did was, or we've all done it, but um, what we've done is we've created like a fence, like some type of guard. So when a person or a man comes at us and says that we were wrong in a certain area, we are might be afraid to apologize because we feel like you're going to take advantage of it. You know, so it has some a lot to do with humility, um, but it's 
just that guard, you know, that defense defense mechanism that we've created where it's like, okay, I know that I'm wrong, but I'm not about to tell this dude that I'm wrong because what he's not about to do is walk all over me or think that I'm weak, you know? So... I get that, but I, I will say not apologizing in a relationship is the, the relationship Most destroyer. And I, and I, you know, I'm like you. I like to, I like, I like to apologize. I mean, I, I, I stand my ground, but I, I say, look, it's Most not definitely. worth the the nonsense. Mm-hmm. The nonsense. Let me just, if, I, if I'm yeah. wrong, I apologize. But I try to hold the other person accountable too. But I, I have seen, and this is not even relationships. This, this is just dealings with other females a lot of girls just do not apologize whatsoever and the, what they usually do is when it calms down they come back later and like hey, yeah you know uh, i'm like but it's like it that is so <laughs> aggravating and it's all and it turns dudes off sometimes i mean not all dudes dudes take things differently but it turns some guys off like look because <laughs> we feel like if you don't apologize you're going to do the same thing over and over and over again it's going to get addressed you know um. Yeah. Um, I I I missed um, most of that point, but I I I resonated with it. I I think in order to forgive, um, then like someone has to acknowledge that they did wrong. So if a party, yeah, I, I think that right. that's probably maybe something along the lines of what you're saying. I mean, like like if a party doesn't acknowledge that they did something wrong, it's really difficult to really fully forgive that person. Like, and from my my own personal experience, you know, I've I forget like in certain some relationships, I've I guess I've I've tried to forgive right in as far as I can, but like. I don't know if if I've been able to do it sometimes because that person has hadn't hasn't or hadn't admitted to doing anything wrong. So you know, it makes it difficult, right? So um, I don't think I'm in a category of men that don't forgive easily. I think I'm pretty forgiving, but at the same time, I'm also in the category of you know having things done to me and then it wasn't acknowledged as any type of um thing to 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 be sorry for so it makes it difficult for for me to to honestly say i can say i forgive just to say like i feel good about myself or whatever but at the end of the day if the person doesn't really acknowledge that they did anything wrong it's extremely difficult to really fully forgive them because that's the essential part and i see in sarah you know i talk to her so just by talking to her i there's a different vibe that I get from her than I get from other people, but I've seen relationships. So they say, they say happy wife, happy life. Uh, they say, they that. say happy spouse, happy house. Amen. Right. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. No man, no man, no ham, no cheese. I'm, 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 I'm yeah, here right. all day. Happy, happy spouse, happy house. That's a quotable right there. We need to put that in the quotables, but no, yeah. But the, 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 but the guys I've seen, they're, it's like one guy called his wife a terrorist. Like if she doesn't get what she wants, she's she's gonna make she's gonna make his yeah. life miserable. I've seen it firsthand, and I'm like, and so I hear like a lot of young a lot of young girls who deal with dudes who honestly, in my opinion, they shouldn't deal with. I see the hurt, right? But a lot of like older couples with like decent men who get married to you know probably women they shouldn't have married. I see the exact opposite, man. Like this right. dude is doing everything mm-hmm. he can. He's he goes above and beyond. He's super nice, you know. He's married, so just there's legal ramifications. But I'm like, this woman 
she she mm-hmm. never seems happy. She she controls him. But again, like I said, what we what we, what we talked about is you yeah, you have to pick your spot. You have to pick your partner well. And it's hard. I'm going to be the number one guy to say I I am a victim. I am a, a, a an offender. And what I'm about to say, but you know, we, we fall in love with how a person looks. We fall in love with how a person makes us feel initially, and we don't take a job take take into consideration like all the personality traits with that person before we hop in, and we go all in. And um, sometimes we get burnt. I mean, I've been fortunate to meet very very wonderful women in my life, but there are some situations where like you know it's it's lust first, physical attraction first. And uh, let me get to know you. Like I can say it. I'm quoting Aka now. You know what, the, the foundation, the friendship. Like, I, matter of fact, I'm about to plug. I can. You said the friendship, but I'm, I'm about to plug Osa real quick. Osa is a profound dude. He gave me a concept like through two, three years ago that I think should be the foundation of most yeah. relationships. From a guy's from a guy's perspective. So I'm not going to say it's for the girl, yeah. from a guy's perspective. I'm gonna let you talk about that. Talk about that foundation that you. No, no worries. All right. So look, I'll just run through it real quick. So uh, it's I call it the three F's. Feed me, fuck me, friend me. Mm-hmm. Um, feed me is taking um, taking into the concept what you're being fed in a relationship, not just food, not just physical food, but mental food. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the thoughts and conversations that you're having with your partner? What is she put? What is she feeding you? Mm-hmm. Is she um, uplifting you mentally and emotionally? Is she putting you down? How is she feeding you psychologically? Right. So mm-hmm. um, being cognizant of that and, and really making that a priority. Then there's then there's fucking me, which is pretty obvious, but I mean it in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wh- you know how how are you making love to his not only his body but his mind? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, sex is a very spiritual thing: mind, body, and spirit. For all three of these things, mm-hmm. it's mind, body, and spirit. But we, you know, we as men, we don't put enough um, weight on the on the spirituality of sex mm-hmm. and and how you're getting how you're getting fucked spiritually because a lot of us are getting fucked spiritually and I don't mean that in a good way. Yeah. And so, and, and, and so that's where that my second one is. Then the third one, which is is which definitely not the least, if anything, is probably the most important, which is friend me. Mm-hmm. A lot of at times I've been in relationships with um, a woman who I realized wasn't even really my friend, mm-hmm. didn't even really. Um, when it came down to it, didn't even honor the things that that I value, and 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 it's and it's on me mm-hmm. because I didn't put those things that I value up front. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't hard on them. I wasn't whatever. I was soft and and leaning or whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. trying to make things work. Mm-hmm. And but friends are really important to men, and I use the analogy of 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 men being called dogs and and man's best friend. Mm-hmm. That you know. Dogs, although although the image of a dog isn't nice, one of the most the most um, valued traits of a dog is that they're extremely loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 dogs are known to maybe be out in the street some nights, but they're they're loyal. They come home. So, you know, um, for 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 what it's worth, that I use that analogy just to highlight the importance of friendship, right. um, loyalty. These things these things really are really important values to men. Right. And things like loyalty look different. So it's for for each individual man to define that for himself. Right. You know what is what does a friend look like? And for me, I mean, I, I mean, this book, I'm really writing it for me. Um, I, I just feel like you know it maybe somebody else might relate to it. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, feed me, fuck me, friend me. Those are the three F's, and those are the the three basic concepts that I think we as men should should consider mm-hmm. um, a lot more deeply when we get into a relationship and you made a you made a point about friendship because you said that you know if we're boys if i do something that 
you don't like. I'm not just oh, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not just going to completely get mad at you and write you off off of that one incident. I'm gonna give you the benefit right. of the doubt. I'm gonna try not to get so right. get so angry. I'm gonna try to get some. Right. That's the part of friendship that I don't see in relationships. Like when somebody does something, it's like no. Right. The, expe- the, expect- expect- the expectations of a relationship should be the same as the expectations of a friendship. Right. Sometimes we yeah. put our 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 wives or our husbands or our boyfriends or our girlfriends on this pedestal. Like, no, you, you your expectations are higher than that of a friend. So, so kind of right. like our parents, we put the expectation of our parents almost real, unrealistic. Like, we could be wrong. We, we expect them to love us. We can be bad. We expect them not to punish us. The same thing with a relationship. You know, if we're, if you're my friend. You know, don't expect me to um, don't ex- don't expect me to be perfect, and you know, and and give me the benefit of the doubt sometimes. And, I agree. And work mm-hmm. with, and work with me, and don't get so angry. Yeah, but um, I agree one thousand percent. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I want to say it before I forget it. Um, I know in my relationship, I say that all the time. We need to go back to the time where we were just friends. Because when we were just yeah. friends, we were able to understand each other a little bit more. We laughed, we joked, you know, we yeah. appreciated each other a little bit more. Sometimes when we step into these relationships, we forget about that friendship and we be so focused on, you know, either just the sex or um, either just trying to make sure that they don't cheat on you. Like you think about the relationship aspect, things dealing with the relationship instead of things dealing with that friendship, which kept you guys loyal and close to each other. And another thing, kudos to you for writing that book. Like that's great. I really think that it can help a lot of women, especially because I do believe that men truly are easy to please. We do only have to make sure that they're taken care of, you know, be that support system. Um, But sometimes we overcomplicate it and we overcomplicate it because we are thinkers. We overthink things sometimes. Amen. uh, Sometimes we'll think, you know, um, we'll be trying to focus on the basics, but we overcomplicate it. So like if he's coming home from a long day of work, you know, sometimes we jump to conclusions and think, oh, he's upset with me or, you know, oh, I must not be doing something right. No, girl, he just came home from a long day of work. All he wants you to do is feed him and just sit there with him or just give him a little bit of space. You know, sometimes right. we forget that. And I'm I'm guilty of it all the time. Um, men truly are easy to please. And I think that when we get to know our significant other or if we start off as friends and keep it at that friendship level even though we're still in a relationship but just have that friendship mindset um i think a lot of relationships could um make it a little bit longer they could last a little bit longer yeah but yeah yep um so i'm i'm I think I'm going to dedicate the last like five minutes to Akin before we end this thing. <laughs> you know, the the reason why I sleep well at night is because I realize two things. This thing, this is the same. Men lie, women lie. So, so I see a lot. I see a lot of different. I want to say excuses at times that each gender does to reflect blame onto the other. When when you listen very closely. They're both saying the same. It's just that it's just that I realize, like the book says, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. So 
it, there's a a way to talk to a woman, right? There's a way to talk to a man. There's a way. There's a way to get you know to to uh, get certain things out of a man. Get certain things out of a woman. There's there's it's, it's like a it's like a circle. And imagine imagine uh, two points going counterclockwise until they meet in the middle. They both want the same things. It's just like you know, how do we achieve that knowing that you're from the planet Venus and I'm from the planet Mars. And in reality, reality, Mars needs Venus. You know, Venus needs Mars. It's mm, incomplete. Exactly. So, oh, sorry. So, you know, it, it's so taking that time because while you guys were talking, I was just like, man, it's really this complicated? Because I'm like, you know, my mom, uh, I mean, I appreciate her so much in the sense that I've seen her, you know, I've seen her grow something to be, to behold. And she always, t- just as a person, not even as a mother, t- take the mother thing out of the equation because we always forget, like Tola was referencing to the whole parents thing. These are two people. These are two individuals trying to figure themselves out individually in the uh, 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 framework of a relationship. That's not easy. Like, and so her as a person, she works in the field of social work and, um, you know, and kind of has a, I don't know, let's say a minor in psychology. She always brings out the point to me that the human brain, the human brain doesn't really begin to develop until the age of 25. So rest assured, and, 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 I, and I found that to be pretty accurate because I can take a look at my own life. Rest assured, if that is the case, you, you may be prone to some wild stuff before you hit your, I guess, depending on the per- mid, to, mid to late 20s, right? Um, there's a, a lot of potential, a lot, a lot of uh, uh, really drastic and wild actions to, you know, and it, it, it does make sense. And taking it a step further, I noticed, and I'm not a psychologist, please, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're an expert in these things, please send me information. But I notice a lot of people don't seem to, I notice a lot of, as human, we don't seem to get our emotional, our emotional lives in order uh, roughly until like around the late, I see like, like the late 30s, early 40s, a lot of, you know, people go through this, go through this storm, right? Like midlife crisis, whatever, whatever. Notice that, notice that it, there becomes this, this being okay with oneself. You, you know, there might be some kind of trial, obviously, but, you know, eventually you're like, okay, this is just who I am. This is just what it is. So, you know, all that said, you know, you being, being able to see, see people through these, you know, ups and downs and these changes, it's, it's important. And the last point I will make is I think a lot of times um, we struggle to grow. We struggle to learn. Like if you think about your life, when is the, when is the, when have you learned the most? It was when you were a child. And when you were a child, what were you doing most of the time? You were having fun, right? You were, there was something. And I, and I realized in these relationships, people taking themselves too damn seriously, Amen. you know, so for me, what I've worked on, um, and is I, I've I've been told it's it, I can laugh at this, but you know, everybody knows me. Knows me. I have the the resting right, right. Like 
I, there's nothing against you. My face just looks like uh, literally like you're sitting on a, a, a three-legged chair, just the, the face of a three-legged chair. But I could be I could be as happy as anything, you know. So I okay okay. You might have to add a little something in there just to make you know make people comfortable sometimes. So, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, not to talk too self too seriously. Like I, I I'm I'm more of a, a a ponderer, a deep thinker, but I know how to laugh at myself, and I'm working on not taking myself so seriously, so that you know when that when that part and stuff and stuff comes, things get rough. I'm not I'm not sitting there all balled up. Yeah. So, you know. Anyway, that, that that's about it. No, I, I, I was going to say, bro. Like I feel like you were reading me a bedtime story. Like you got that you, you got that kind of voice, bro. I'm sitting here like, all right, what did Winnie the Pooh do next? Oh. No, uh, I'm kidding though. But sure. but um, before I wrap up, I just want to ask everybody here: do you, do you have anything that you just want to say? You want to get out there? Yeah. So for me, last thing I, I would just say with the time that we're in now, um, I really would encourage everybody to take this coronavirus seriously and what's going to happen, what's potentially going to happen to this country. And um, I suggest that we, uh, you know, not panic. I'm not saying panic, but definitely um, prepare, prep for uh, long term uh, this for, for, prepare for this to be a long-term thing and possibly try to plan out if you have families and things like that, um, plan out what this might look like for your family or whatever community you have. I mean, I know the recommendation is, is social distancing. However, uh, community is also important as well. So true. True. Yeah. I can, you got about, you know, it's your turn. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, Brother also he, he he hit home with the the planning and, and we did that the previous episode. I, I wanted to get to so with the corona, I, I wanna say this to people. Uh, pretty much if you if so I, I recently talked to someone who experienced a situation where they had a medical issue, went to get tested, the the place told them they that they had it, the place told them that they had it. It turned out to be a false positive. They were transferred somewhere where they ended up taking, retesting the person. It came out negative, but that was after the fact that they tried to pump, swab, uh, what do you know, poke every single part of this person's body. And if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for this individual and their personality and their ability and their, um, um, their gift to ask questions, uh, um, and observe and take notes and it it could have been a lot worse. Let me put it in that context. So I want to make the point as someone who's experienced the, the, the horrors of a medical era, if you are put in a situation when it comes to this Corona stuff and it might not even be the Corona itself, um, you know, anything just because it's an authoritative, if this is somebody that has expertise on something, they don't know your body like you do. So if you are in any way, shape, or form uncomfortable with something, you just need to ask questions. Amen. You know, you need to, I, I, I'm not, I don't want, again, I don't want to get too much into, it, just ask questions because they don't know, they don't know your body like you do. And if you're not careful, you, you could end up a lot worse and Trust me, I am saying this because I have been in a, I've been out, I've been in a coma for five days before. 
So again, due to a medical error, if you're not sure, you know, it's, 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 it's your right. It's your right to ask questions. It's your so, right. Okay. So please be safe. Okay, can I ask you a favor? So mm-hmm. can we talk about that on the, uh, on the future episode about that experience, if you're comfortable? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool, because sure. I want to talk about that too. Um, can I just make one more point since everybody's talking about the coronavirus? Of course. Um, I The only major point that I really want to make, and of course I hate... I don't want to force spirituality on everybody, but that's who I am. So you can either take it or you can leave it. But I just really feel like, especially in this time, I'm not a scientist. I don't really know much about health. I haven't experienced, you know, a whole bunch of that side. I'm not very knowledgeable on that, but I am knowledgeable on at least my relationship with God. And I just feel like at the end of the day, even if people don't believe in something or you believe in God or anything, um, I just feel like now you should at least try to consider something. You know, I feel like in this day and age, you never know. And I know everybody's talking about preparation and things like that. I do feel like, you know, fixing your relationship with God could be a form of preparation. Like at least just take that chance, you know, at least to say, well, I might not know what's on the other side, but at least let me just give it a try. I feel like on a daily basis, people are just giving things a try at any point and at any time. So I feel like, you know, we should definitely be open and willing to, um, especially, okay, let me at least talk about the church. I feel like, you know, we should check ourselves and our relationship with God and just see, you know, ask God for forgiveness and things like that. And I know I'm rambling, but I just really feel like in this time, you never know. And I feel like it would be definitely important to be willing to get right with God in this time. So you ask us to take or leave it, we'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, and I appreciate that. I pre- appreciate all you guys. Um, we're gonna wrap up the podcast now. Um, this is the Sonder podcast with Tolu Omoba, with um, Osada Healer, Osada Healer, cousin Akin. Is, is, is gonna be? It's that's his podcast name for the you know, for this podcast sake. Sure. And then uh, I'm, I'm gonna call the Sierra L- Lene because I like that name. Okay. <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, and hope everybody stays safe during this coronavirus pandemic. And if you are spiritual, I hope you get you get closer to your face. And what's that? Y'all have a good night. Yeah.